This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Chuck Ford and Relate Church in Byron, Mississippi. For more information, please visit RelateChurch.com. Well, how's everybody doing still? Everybody doing good? Man, wasn't that an awesome song? Let me give it a hand for those that singers and the band. All right. Did a great job. So I said, why don't we do Christmas on Sunday morning? Because all these guys have to be up here at 7 o'clock on Sunday morning. They got kids. Yeah. Right? So uh, anyway, we're just, we're just glad you're here. And how many of you know Christmas is a big deal? Did you, have you noticed that yet? Christmas is a is a pretty big deal. As a matter of fact, all over the world, billions of people. I mean, they, you know, it's just, most holidays, we, they, we give it one day. You know, we'll celebrate it one day. But Christmas, I mean, it goes on. It's, it's a whole month. It's at least 12 days. You know, because, you know, 12 days of Christmas. And so it's at least, we at least celebrate it for 12 days. But I mean, I mean it, just, it just outweighs all the the other holidays and billions of people around the world, man, they, they celebrate Christmas. They, they decorate Christmas trees. They put lights on their houses. They, they buy gifts. They eat food. They, they, go, they travel, travel across the country to see family. I mean, you, we sing songs. We go to parties. I mean, Christmas. So, you know, the thing about Christmas is, is this, is that uh, you can't miss it. You, I mean, it, it's right in your face. You can't miss Christmas. It's, it's just a pretty big deal. And isn't it amazing that 2,000 years ago, this poor peasant boy was born in the Middle East, and, and he, he caused such uh, commotion in the earth even 2,000 years later. I mean, just this one boy was born and caused such a commotion across the earth. And, and so that means, you know, Jesus is either Lord or he's a lunatic or he's a liar. I mean, to cause that much commotion. But how many of you know that he is, he is Lord of heaven and earth? He is, he is Lord. And we're here to, tonight to celebrate. And that's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is a celebration. It's actually a party, right? It's supposed to be a party. And it's supposed to be a birthday party. Not yours and not mine. Of course, unless you were born on December 25th, and then we can celebrate yours too. But this is, this is Jesus' birthday party, right? And, and so birthday parties are celebrations. We're to, we're to celebrate. We're to, be, we're to be joyful. And that's why we say Merry Christmas, right? Because it's supposed to be a time uh, of great joy. And uh, I want you to think about this, that every event in history is dated by the birth of Jesus. Every, every time you write something in your calendar, you're using the birth of Jesus as a reference point. Right? Every time your birthday rolls around, guess what? Guess what? Your birthday is dated by the birth of Jesus. That's why history is broken into B.C., and A.D., right? Because Jesus was born. And I think that's amazing. You know, the scriptures tell us in Luke chapter 2, an angel came and he appeared to, he, he appeared to these shepherds that were in the field. And I just want to read you the Christmas story real quick. And then I just want to draw a few points out of this. And I, want to, I just want to give you something to celebrate over the next day or two. Just, just something to celebrate. Because this is supposed to be a celebration. But in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified, just like you would be. 
Right? I mean, angel shows up. Man, your, your hair's going to stand up all on the back of your head. And, and that's why the angels always came with the first message they came with is, is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, don't be afraid. See there? Don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. I want you to notice what that angel said. One of the statements he said was this. He says that Christmas would bring great joy for all the people. Have you ever noticed in the, in the Bible, if you've read the Bible, is especially in the New Testament, over and over again, there's this little phrase, it's two words, and that phrase is for us. Christ died for us. He lived for us. And he came for us. That is such a powerful phrase because, you see, although Christmas is a celebration of his birth, he just wouldn't want it to be a celebration of his birth. He wants it to be a celebration of what his coming did for us, what his birth did for us. So he says that the angel said he's going to bring great joy for all the people. Now, I know some people are saying, great joy, what are you talking about? You know, Christmas is, it, it's, it, it doesn't feel like a delight to me. It feels like a duty. I've got to go through all these I got to go through all these motions, and so you know I'm, I'm not sure if it's you know if it's really a great joy for me. But notice what the angel said: it's going to be great joy for all the people, and I think that's that's really good. So no matter where you, you might be battling depression, we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, or maybe you've gotten yourself into a little bit of financial pinch, maybe overspending at Christmas. That people have a, a tendency to do that at Christmas time. Or maybe uh, you're battling some loneliness. Maybe you're just you feel lonely, or maybe a loved one's going on to to be with the Lord, and and uh, you know it's, that's, it's just you're just lonely on the inside. But Christmas is the best news you could ever have. Christmas is really some some great news for us, and it's to be a party. So notice again that the angel's opening statement. He said, "I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people." This is the best news that we can have today. This is the best news that we can have today. So it's a, it's a celebration. But I want, I want to notice th- three things here. Number one is this, this message that the angel brought. It was, first of all, it was personal. He said, I bring you. Do you know that God has a personal message for you and I tonight? He's got a, he's got a message that's very personal. The angel said, I bring you. And then it's also positive because he says it's good news. How many of you like good news? How many of you like bad news? No, the, you know, only the news networks thrive on bad news. But, but the angel said, I'm, I'm going to bring you some good news. I'm going to bring you some good news of great joy. And then, and then this news that he brought, it was also universal because he said it's for all the people. 
for all the people so you can't be excluded. I mean, what, you know, God's no respecter of persons. What he did, does for one person, he does, he'll do for all people. So isn't that awesome? So I'm going to give you three things that we're to celebrate. Of course, there's many more that we could celebrate, but here's three things that we can celebrate. Christmas, it, Christmas is a, is a time to celebrate God's love for us. Everybody say, for me. It's a time for us to celebrate God's love for us. Probably the most famous verse in the Bible. The most well, anybody know what it is? The most well-known verse in the Bible. What is it? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, right? He so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him wouldn't perish but have eternal life. And notice he said, God loved, God loved. And he could have demonstrated his love any way he wanted to, but the greatest way that he can demonstrate his love for God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave. And what did he give? He gave his only son. What a sacrifice the father made. And what a sacrifice Jesus made of leaving his heavenly home and coming here into darkness, right? And so God so loved the world. And so God loves you and I tonight. And you know what? There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> there, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't, you, you, you can't get on God's nerves. You can't tick him off. I mean, you, it's just nothing you can do about it. God loves you. He loves you. And his love for you is not based on your performance. It's not based upon what you've done right. It's not based on what you haven't done wrong. God loves you because he is love. And so he loves you eternally. He loves you completely. He loves you unconditionally. And he loves you always. Isn't that good news? And so we're to celebrate that God loves us. He loves us. And he demonstrated his love when he sent Jesus to die for our sins. That is good news. The second thing that we're to celebrate about Christmas is Christmas is a time to celebrate that God is with you. God, how many of you know God is with you? So we're to celebrate the fact that God is with us. He's with us. And, you know, people come along this time of year and maybe they're, they can feel a little bit lonely maybe a little bit left out. And, but we never have to feel left out. We never have to feel lonely. Why? Because God, the creator, he is with us. Listen to this scripture in Psalm 139, 7. David said, I can never escape your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. Man, that's pretty awesome. He, he's with us. He, we, we can't get away from him. Anybody ever tried to get away from God before? I mean, you, you, anybody ever tried to just get away from God? And I mean, I've tried to get away from God before. You can't get away from God. Once, once he's on you, he's on you, right? He's, he's on you, so you can't get away from him. And one of Jesus' name, and we were singing about it earlier, is Emmanuel. You know what Emmanuel means? It means God is with us. He's with us. You know, one prayer that we're not going to pray tonight when we leave is, I'm not going to pray that God be with you. I'm not going to pray that God go with you. You say, why? Well, I've always prayed like that. Well, the reason I'm not going to pray that because he is with you. He, he is with you. And Hebrews 13:5 says, God said, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. 
Isn't that awesome? I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. So he's with us. Do you know that about him? Are you confident about that with God that he is with you? He's with you. But now listen, this, this is one of the greatest promises in the Bible. Y'all see if y'all can identify. He says this, uh, when, when you go through deep waters, anybody ever been through deep waters before? When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Isn't that good? He said, God, he said, I will be with you. Now, God never said that you would never experience any trouble in life. But right in the midst of the trouble, he said, I'll be with you. You're not going to be in this alone. You're not going to be in it by yourself. And maybe you feel like you're going through something by yourself, you know, right during this season. You need to know this, that God is with you. But not only is God with you, it gets better. And not only is God with you, we need to celebrate Christmas because Christmas is a time to celebrate that God is for us. So he's with us, but he's for us. What does that mean? He's on your team. He's on your side. He's not against you. He's for you. He's not opposed to you. He's for you. He's pulling with you. He's on your side, right? So he's with us, but he's for us. God is for us. Uh, Romans 8.31 says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Who can stand against us successfully if God is for us? Who, who, can, who can beat us if God is for us? But we have to know that. We have to have faith in that. And so we need to, Christmas is a time to celebrate that God's love for us. Christmas is a time to celebrate the fact that God is with us. And Christmas is a time to celebrate the fact that God is for us. I'm so glad that God is for me. I mean, how would you like to live, go through this life and God is against you? Could you make it if God was against you? Oh, no way. You couldn't make it if God was against you. But how many of you glad that you're going through life and God's not pulling against you? You might pull against God. You and I can pull against God, but he'll never pull against you. A lot of times people are pulling against God. He's trying to draw them in a relationship with Jesus and, and they kind of pull. They pull against him, pull against him. They, they pull against him. They, they, they don't want to do it that way. They want to do it their way. And so they pull against him and then they, they're just in trouble after trouble after trouble after trouble. And they say, why, why, why is God allowing this to happen to him? Well, God, he, he, I mean, he, there's nothing he can do about it. You're pulling against him. And pulling, when you pull against God, Paul called it, you know, God asked Paul one time, he said, he said, it's hard for you to kick against the goads. Those are sharp devices that, that Paul, he just kept kicking against. And some people in life, they just kick against it. They're pulling away from God, pulling away, pulling away. And, but God will never pull away from you. God will never pull against you. He'll always pull for you. And that's the best news that you could ever have on Christmas is that God is for you. He is for you. Some of you are going through a difficult time tonight. God is for you. You're going through a hard time. God is for you. Look to him. Put your faith in him. 
Put your trust in him. Some of you say, well, I've made too many mistakes. God is for you. I've messed up too bad. God is for you. I've hurt too many people. God is for you. He's not against you. He can cause all those things to turn around for you. Why? Because he loves you. And he's for you. He's for you. Can you say amen? amen. And so some of you in here tonight, maybe you've, you've never come into a personal relationship with Jesus. Maybe you've never, you, you believe in God. I mean, how many bluebirds believe in God too? Do you know that? You, you, you believe in God, but you don't belong to him. You're not an atheist. I mean, you, you believe that God exists, but you don't belong to him. You know, you can come to church and not belong to God. I, I went to church for a long time, didn't belong to him. So coming to church doesn't make you belong to God. Believing in God doesn't make you belong to God. There's only one way to belong to God. You've got to be in his family. How do you get in this? I thought we were all God's children. No, we're not all God's children. No. Well, I've always been told that we're all God's children. No, we're not all God's children. We're all God's creation. We're all his creation. We're not all his children. Jesus looked at some folks. He said, you're of your father, the devil. Well, if we're all God's children, how can the devil be our father? But we're not all God's children, but we all can be. We just got to get in the right family. So how do you do that? Jesus said, you must be born again. What does that mean? It means from the beginning of the Bible to the end, you're giving your whole heart and your life to him. You make a decision to follow Christ. You make a decision to follow Jesus. And it is your decision. God will deal with your heart like he's dealing with some of your heart right now. He'll, he'll knock on the door of your heart. Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in. I'll begin a relationship with them. But he'll knock on the door of your heart. You've got to open the door. You've got to answer the door. Right? So he'll deal with you. He'll prompt you. He'll knock on the door of your heart. But you have to make the decision to believe. You have to make the decision to follow Christ. Amen. So I want to pray for anyone in here tonight. Maybe you've never done that. You, I mean, you believe in God. You, I mean, no doubt you believe in God. But you just don't have that personal relationship like a relationship that you would have with your husband or your wife or a best friend. You don't have a relationship. But you can. So I want to pray for you. And this is the way we're going to do it. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. I'm not going to ask you to stand. I mean, just everybody's eyes are going to be closed and heads are going to be bowed. And all you have to do is just lift your hand. I'll pray for you. Just as easy as that. And that's as easy as it needs to be because Jesus did all the hard work. He did all the heavy lifting. And so I'm going, I'm going to pray for you. So won't you just bow your head and close your eyes right now. And uh, I'm going to just count to three. I want to just count to three, and, and if that's you, say, please pray for me. I want to be included in that prayer. All you have to do is just lift your hand so I can see it, and we'll pray. All right? So here we go. One, two, three, right now. Anyone here? I'm looking. Thank you. Thank you. See your hands in the back. Thank you so much. Awesome. Looking across the room. That's, that's wonderful. Makes the night worth it. Makes the night worth it. That's awesome. Why don't we all pray this prayer out loud together from our hearts. Say, Dear Heavenly Father. I thank you for Jesus. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you raised him from the dead.
Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart and change me forever. Wash me clean in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for these two individuals that lifted their hand. I thank you that your grace comes upon them strong to grow in their relationship with you, to follow you, to obey you, to sell out to you, and to never pull from you, but always walk with you. Amen. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Why don't y'all give them a real big hand?